You are tuned in to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show with your hosts Rick Staratella and Joe Everett, featuring NFLPA Bowl Executive Director Dane Vandernath. Back at it again. It's the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Big Sports Show here, episode number eight already as we move and groove through the season. And uh, we got another jam-packed show. We're going to take a look back at week three. We were on location across the nation once again, of course, uh, we'll talk about that, and then also we'll take a head, uh, look ahead at week number four, where we'll be, and all that coming up next. I am your host, R.I.C., in a place to be Rick Saratella, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. It's what we do, and of course, the 2020 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl will be held January 18th, 2020, Pasadena, California. If you haven't booked your tickets do it, do it now, because there's going to be a lot of talent, a lot of talent on the scene, a lot of NFL scouts in attendance, over 200 last year. And uh, believe me, we are excited about the diverse roster, whether it's FCS, FCS, D2, D3, HBCUs, internationals. Doesn't matter where you are, we're going to find you. Trust me that, because this man, Joe Everett, never leaves the stone unturned each and every week joining us here on the NFL PA Bowl Big Board Show. And Joe, another week down, uh, the college football season really approaching one month old already. This 150th college football season history in the books and, uh, you know, initial impressions here so far, you know, in terms of the rankings before we dive into players. I mean, the usual suspects up top. Any chance, you know, UCF, I'll be in attendance this week. We'll talk about that more in Pittsburgh. UCF needing to run the table here. But if they do, do you think they have a shot? A lot of people already hopping on that bandwagon. I'm not going to bet against them. Uh, You know, they just play a different style of ball. Stanford found that out clearly. Uh, they just run, man. They're in shape. Uh, you know, like no question the the, the uh, coaches that they've had the last two, Heupel and uh, uh, Frost, have been great. But administration, whoever made those last two hires, I, I mean, there's a, a movement. I, I can remember real easily uh, when this team went winless. Uh, it, it's not too long ago. This this team was in the cellar, so it's 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 tough to go against them with how well everything's going, and even without quarterbacks. I mean, I I don't like Wimbush. Haven't seen him at Notre Dame, but he got it done for him in a game. This Gabriel got it done for. Him. I just I, I think they could put their backup DB in at quarterback, and he'd probably get it done for him. So uh, running the table though, that's just glancing at the schedule. That's <laughs> going to be a tough task, but. The AAC schedule is not that rough. I mean, you're looking at a matchup with Houston and Cincy as the only takers to uh, mess up that schedule. Maybe that road at Temple is going to be the, the, the catch, but no, nah, I'd I, I, I go with them to run the table. Heck, I mean, I, they're as strong as any. Uh, I think Gabe Davis is still whooping Paulson Adebo right now as we speak. So, uh, yeah, give me Central Florida. I'll take them. And, you know, Temple upsetting Maryland, uh, you know, I don't know how many people saw that coming. So that could be a uh, uh, a, a block yeah, in the road. How about the goal lines? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And you mentioned Gabriel real quick. Uh, just to go back to that UCF quarterback situation with Winbush, because uh, head coach Josh Heupel, he refuses to name a starter. But this Gabriel, he's another one of these flying Hawaiians coming out of Hawaii. All of a sudden, uh, Marcus Milton, the, the quarterback before him, Marcus Mariota, uh, Tua, all these uh, quarterbacks coming out of Hawaii. There's been an influx of them. But um, we'll take a look at some of the prospects who impressed on our radar from this past week uh, with Joe Everett and myself. Of course, you can follow Joe at Joe W. Everett. Make sure you follow the NFL PA Bowl at NFL PA Bowl. And make sure you follow this man, our next guest, Von Hutchins, join us here on the hotline this week to uh, talk a little NFL PA Bowl scouting and recruiting. Of course, you know, Von uh, playing six seasons in the NFL, coached Texans, Falcons, another uh, six or seven seasons as a scout with the Raiders, five as a pro scout, two as assistant director of pro scouting, and now scouting for the NFL PA Bowl as we find, as we find comb the country looking for uh, uh, prospects. Von, how are we doing today? I'm good, fellas. I'm good, fellas. I'm glad to be on the show. Uh, man, just coming back off the road from uh, about a week and a half's trip up to uh, the state of Tennessee where I was able to see Memphis, UT Martin, Austin P, Vandy, Tennessee State, Middle Tennessee State, uh, Chattanooga, uh, and UT finished it up with the Vols yesterday. Uh, I mean, great week and a half, man. I was able to see some some legit prospects and guys that'll be uh, some top 50 selections in uh, defensive end, outside linebacker. That's at Tennessee right now, number 19, Daryl Taylor. Uh, he's a guy that will be hot on guys' radars as, uh, as as the season heats up. He has a lot of tools to work with. Uh, he's still trying to refine some of his pass rush. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, you got a big man who's able to play with some leverage, play with some power. He has been and athletically he can drop into space. So, uh, three, four teams are going to be fired up with this type of guy. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, I, I've seen guys at every level. I mean, you go to, uh, went down to Nashville and was fortunate enough to walk into, uh, Tennessee state and see former Alabama transfer Makai Brown. Uh, obviously with the skill set, with the talent wise, uh, he signed with Bama initially things didn't work out, transferred to TSU. And now they got themselves a player, a guy that multiple scouts will have to walk into the building to see. Uh, because it's not every day that you're able to see a, a guy that's you know, 6'4", 245, chiseled up, abs, uh, long arms, uh, just out on the football field, let alone at Tennessee State. So, uh, I mean, it's been a joy, you know, just enjoying the life of a scout, of a roller scout, just grinding, hitting the pavement. I, I love hearing the sounds of hitting the pavement, Vaughn. And uh, you mentioned one of the schools I love uh, this year, Vanderbilt, because this great group of seniors they got. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, the the Lipscomb, the receiver they've gotten. And I like that tight end, uh, Jared Pinkney. He is just built like a Coke machine with legs, man. Uh, what, what are you seeing from that trio at Vandy, and, and how do you like them? Oh, I, I definitely like them, man. I First of all, man, I want to give a shout-out to Jason Tarver, uh, Aaron Moorhead, uh, Coach Mason. Man, it was a phenomenal visit. Uh, they really set it up great for you. Uh, and then it was good to kind of see those guys, man, the Mad Hatter, the Mad, Mad Scientist, and JT, uh, and a former guy that I played with, former coach that I played with, Aaron Moorhead, uh, coaching the receivers. So you know I had great insight 
with these guys, uh, the receiving core that they had. And, and Lipscomb is a, is a guy that's going to be on everybody's radar. Uh, he's a guy that's produced in the SEC. He's a guy that's uh, uh, done a lot of things well. Obviously, he's been on the uh, senior bowl watch list and things like that, uh, and as well as our watch list. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see him practice uh, during the time I was in. He uh, he had a, he was a little banged up or whatnot, but uh, I was able to see uh, the tight end Pinkney uh, and the running back Keyshawn Vaughn, who who are both guys that are going to be uh, day one, day two type prospects uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, these are great players. Pinkney has an element of being able to play outside as well as inside. He's a guy that Strong after the catch, big hands, wide, wide wingspan, uh, great catch radius. Uh, but then he gives effort as a blocker. You don't find whys in this league. And to find a guy that has some size and is, you know, really wants to block, you know, that's good. And it was good to see on tape. Uh, we also got a transfer uh, from Harvard. He's going to be doing pretty well. We're going to keep that one in the wraps. But he, 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 he's a good show. Uh, but Keyshawn Vaughn's another one. I mean, big back. You see him in person. Uh, you'll see why guys, uh, scouts really like him. He's not just a third down scat back, even though he's a shorter statute guy. I mean, these guys put together. So it was good, man. I, I really enjoyed the trip to Vandy. Really enjoyed the trip to Nashville in general. Just that entire area, MTSU, TSU, uh, Vandy. They got some prospects in Nashville. Covering a lot of ground there in the Southeast. That's Von Hutchins. You're listening to that analysis. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at underscore V Hutchins. Another one of our scouts on location across the nation, bringing you behind the scenes, pulling back the curtains, giving you that on the spot analysis from the field. Uh, and, you know, if you're not following the NFL PA Bowl and the whole scouting process, I mean, you're just not paying attention to what's going on in the scouting community because we're on top of it as much as anybody. So we appreciate all the love and support, everybody who tunes in each and every week. If you're listening on iTunes or the FM player, blog talk radio, Stitcher, all that good podcast stuff, leave a review, drop us a line, get at us. If you want to uh, ask us a question, we even had a caller last week. I'm trying to stay on top of the switchboard here, but if you want to come talk to us, 215-383-3939. And, uh, Vaughn, before we let you go, you know, uh, talk to – you know, a lot of players are listening to the show because they want to know what we think when we're on the scene and we're going to talk about some more players that we saw this past weekend, some uh, players we're going to scout this upcoming weekend, uh, you know, making it to the next level, being a player, being in their shoes – and understanding the importance of a postseason all-star game. I mean, speak to these players in terms of the value of this part of the process, uh, playing in a prestigious all-star game, such as the NFL PA ball and some of the uh, benefits that it, it brings. I mean, obviously from just a, co a competition standpoint, uh, guys didn't play uh, at great schools with great depth or from smaller schools. You, you get an opportunity to get good on good uh, guys that are uh, definitely will be on NFL rosters uh, and draft picks. But aside from that, it's the background. It's you getting an opportunity to truly show scouts, execs, GMs, uh, coaches, what type of person you are, uh, how quickly you're able to learn, 
how quickly you're able to take something from the classroom, from the meeting rooms onto the practice field and then put it into a game situation on Saturday. Uh, it's about building those relationships. It's about letting somebody see exactly who you are as an individual in addition to what's going on as a player. That, that's the biggest part about it. Scouts get an opportunity to sit down with these players uh, who uh, they may not have gotten a, a chance to at certain schools. Sit down and just have conversations. Uh, how are you uh, on the board? How are you offensively, defensively uh, involved in your assignment, your alignment, uh, and what you're supposed to do on a consistent basis? How do you learn? Uh, what other positions have you played? Uh, what, what happened in high school? Uh, did you play other sports in high school? What's your family dynamic, your family background? That's, that's the key part of it. Uh, scouting men and, and, and really getting to know these guys. Uh, we want, as scouts, we want to know exactly what we're bringing to an organization. We want to know exactly who, what type of person uh, we're adding to our team and to our community. So uh, all-star games, man, give the kids an opportunity to show exactly who they are in those situations. Great perspective right there from Von Hutchins. He's seen it from the player side. He's seen it from the scouting side. Uh, take note, players, and, you know, take note, everyone, really. I mean, that's some great insight there into you want to know some of the questions that a scout is poking and prodding uh, when he meets and, and talks to these players. Von just gave you a whole laundry list. So some great insight there. Uh, Von, we appreciate you hopping on, giving us some some of your time and picking your brain. I have a feeling we're going to be chatting soon, my man. So uh, we will we will talk soon, my friend. Definitely, you guys take care, man. Enjoy. Thanks, Von. All right, there you have Von Hutchins, uh, six years in the league, seven years as a scout, on location across the nation here for the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Some great great insight there, Joe. Because I mean. It's really a lot of these failed draft picks. They say, oh, the player was a bust. A lot of times it's, it's not that he was a bust. It's just you can't measure what's in his heart, what's in between the ears. And uh, some of those background questions that Vaughn was mentioning, I mean, that's what it's all about right there. Well, it is so much more of it anymore. They're looking not only for a player that fits their scheme, what they're doing, the job they need to get done, but also a locker room fit someone they're bringing in the building, someone, the personality that they want. Uh, it's it's so much more about fit anymore than it is. Uh, I mean, all these kids, are, heck, if you make it to D1 ball, you are immensely talented. That is bottom line. But, uh, yeah, at this high level, it's uh, they are looking for a, an exact piece, and you may be one of the nine that fit that piece, but then you also have to uh, pass this character evaluation. You also – really have to convince them that um, you're not only a good player, but you're good people too. And, you know, I hate to keep using the Patriots as an example, but, you know, you take a look and, they, and you say, hey, well, they got Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown and all these headaches. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's because they surround themselves with high-character players. Most of their guys are, are team captains in college. And, you know, because you have these strong personalities, the strong leadership at the top, you know, Tom Brady, the first to fall in line. And you hear all these uh, superstars talk about, hey, you know, we go we go into the, that, that uh, Monday morning film session and, and Brady's getting chewed out like he's a first year rookie. Like, hey, nobody's safe. I think Randy Moss was telling that story recently. And, you know, it, it's just you can absorb a couple bad apples when you have 
the right character fits. And I think, you know, that's a big part of the all-star process. And, you know, meeting with NFL teams is what you do pretty much all night, every night. And, you know, that's the other part too, the psychology aspect, keeping you late at night, meeting with teams till midnight, one in the morning, then getting you up at five, six o'clock for breakfast so you can get out to seven, eight o'clock practice and see how you handle that day in, day out, because now you're a pro starting right there. And all the great coaches with uh, the former players. And you know, we, we had uh, Ed Reed out there last year, Jackie Slater, Steve Smith, John Kitna, um, some really great coaches. So uh, January 18th, 2020, Pasadena. Let's talk about some of these prospects who impressed us this past week, Joe, that we're keeping an eye on, a tally on. And I mentioned, you know, that UCF team, you know, we're doing these uh, game recaps over at the NFLPA website. So you can check it all out this past week, Joe. Kansas at Boston College. Here comes the Jayhawks, 25-point underdogs. They wind up winning by 25 points. Ed Haddock's on the sideline dancing like he's, you know, a kid again. And uh, this, this left tackle, Hakeem Ademije, I mean, he's a good-looking uh, guy that I think he could potentially crack the top 100. You take a look at some of the injuries at, at some of the tackle. Alaric Jackson at Iowa's injured. Uh, walked a little at Stanford's injured. All of a sudden, this, both Kansas tackles really. Uh, the other one's a, a feeder for a transfer from Ohio State who, who started the last two seasons at right tackle, just a lean, six foot eight, three hundred pounder. But Khalil Herbert, that was the guy that stood out to me. I was really impressed with what I saw. Uh, Arguably the best running back I've seen, and I know Puka Williams is there, and and, and they got a, another running back, so he's in a committee type of situation. But Les Miles likes to run the ball, and I have a feeling this Khalil Herbert is going to have a big, big role here uh, in 2019. Any thoughts or impressions? Did you get a chance to see the Friday night action at Chestnut Hill? Well, no, but I have seen the cut-ups of Khalil Herbert. He's a good-looking player. And then on that identity, uh, all the kid's done is start four years now. Well, this is his fourth year at left tackle for Kansas. And I know it's Kansas, but he's been a, a stud since day one. He got on campus. He's not even – I don't even think he's got any stars. No one knows who he is, but at the end of the day – He's played all the games and started all the games. So, yeah, uh, let's let's try and give him a pro helmet. Uh, and then the other, Dev Fetter, uh, Kevin Fader, I'm not sure that Ohio State kid, if he's uh, on that. He's a giant, though. Uh, but, yeah, I like Adenogy a lot, man. There's no question uh, he can play. Um, and just good on Les Miles. Never count him out. Uh, my top seniors from this weekend, I, I go David Reese, uh, the Gators, 16 tackles, uh, 13 of them solo, big fourth down stop, uh, came from behind to win against Kentucky. But that's a guy I'm just, you know, he's not built like Superman by any means. He's not going to be the fastest, but boy, does he form tackle. He gets some run fits. He finds where the ball is. He's just got the nose. Um, David Reese going up my board as far as seniors. And then, you know, give me liberty or give me death, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, he's been on our radar for a while, but uh, just tore up Buffalo. Uh, two scores. I think he's got like 20 catches already this year. He's probably in store for another 1,000-yard campaign. So uh, I think there's going to be a bunch of games. Like when people sit down to his highlight reels and all his footage, it's like, yeah, he's 
sure looks like a pro to me. Um, and then I'm, I got, I got a few surprise guys. One is not a surprise because I handed towards them, uh, last show, uh, Darius Anderson, that running back at TCU, he's had ankle problems. He got swept under the rug, but as far as senior running backs, we were talking about seniors, man, this guy, he's got something special to it. It's just like these split second decisions he made. He's got the moves on moves. The lateral quickness he has, I believe is unrivaled when he is right. We're talking about a guy, um, Romarius Smith, uh, Ito Smith, Southern Miss, if you all remember him, this is a souped-up version of him. He's got that kind of jukes off of jukes that just makes defenders real nervous. So uh, I think he had a, a kill. Now, granted, it's Purdue, and they're missing their little middle linebacker in that game, but Darius Anderson, worthy of going back uh, to, the, to the footage. And then, surprise me, Cheyenne O'Grady. I, I remember the name, a sweet name, but... Uh, what an effort on a fourth quarter catch uh, for Arkansas. This tight end H back. I don't know what he is, but he made a nice up and over. He gets it over the uh, shoulder catch. I think he broke 18 tackles on his way to a 62 yard touchdown. I mean, it's hard not to be reminded of DJ Williams a little bit with this H back from Arkansas type. You remember DJ Williams from the Bobby Petrino years. Um, Oh yeah, he was, he was. He had, you know, Bobby was good. He just said to stay away from the motorcycles. But uh, Cheyenne O'Grady, real nice build to him. I think he's got some quarterback in his past, but whatever he's got in his past, the future is tight end for this kid. He's just a, a, a nice looking player. And then uh, Brandon Ayuk, Arizona State. Uh, the Arizona State just keeps cranking them out. Uh, Nikhil Harry may be gone, but that Ayuk kid. Uh, I'm going to say Sierra College or some JUCO out in California, but now he's, he's a senior. Uh, he put himself on the map. It's not a big game he had against Michigan state, uh, but just what he did possession wise, controlling the sidelines, using his body. This guy's, uh, he definitely has the NFL body. I want to see a little bit more and man, I don't know if I talked about it last week, but we could just talk about him every daggone week. The quarterback from Washington state again, uh, Anthony Gordon, is this kid's name he lost to Minshew uh last season but boy it's it's his year now he beat out some quality quarterbacks too and uh, I think 400 plus yards again this now three games in a row pretty sure it's not an accident so uh Anthony Gordon those are my uh seniors surprise seniors uh for week four that's Joe Everett never leaving a stone unturned and never disappointing follow him at Joe W Everett and you mentioned the Washington State quarterback Joe I mean uh, Mike Leach has got to be smiling this week because uh, we talked about this on the infectious scouting podcast with Russ Landy make sure if you're a subscriber to our podcast you also listen over there if you love the NFL draft and scouting we get down to the nitty-gritty there as well but we discussed nine starting quarterbacks in action this upcoming Sunday that hail from an air raid offense of scheme from college. So you got, you know, once it, it was thought to be this hideous thing, uh, the Luke Fox of the world and all these air raid quarterbacks are now invading the NFL. Well, and I, I can't believe like how much, how much time we've spent. You know, these pro-style quarterbacks, well, you can't. he's got to learn all this from under center, and he's going to be held back so much, and this, that. It's like, man, I think we could throw that out the door now. Offenses have changed so much. People are running so many different things. It's just uh, 
if anything, like uh, Lewerke, Michigan State, or some of these guys that have that in their arsenal, it's just an additive. It's not a deal breaker like it used to be anymore, right? No, I agree. I, I think, you know, John Gruden said a mouthful at the uh, Senior Bowl last year just talking about all the uh, prototypes and, and uh, prerequisites that we used to have, this, this you know, checklist of uh, got to have X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's all out the window now. We've seen that with Kyler Murray. We've seen that with Baker Mayfield. Um, and we're seeing it more and more at the college football level. So uh, just take a look at Lamar Jackson, what he's doing. I mean, you know, it, it's a different wave of quarterbacks that are uh, taking over. And, and these uh, dinosaurs such as, you know, Big Ben, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers and, and such, I mean, they're they're going to be extinct in a couple of years. And, um, you know, before we move on, uh, you know, you mentioned the Washington State quarterback. How about the Washington quarterback now, Jacob Eason, putting together a couple of good games, uh, three touchdowns against Hawaii. Of course, it's always a shootout when you when you play Hawaii. Uh, the the flying Hawaiians out there, the Rainbow Warriors, are always in a, in a slugfest. Uh, usually on the other end of it, but they have two W's on the board this year. Their first loss coming to Washington this past week. Uh, before we look ahead to college football week number four, Joe, any other players that you wanted to get off your chest? Yeah, some underclassmen that uh, shined, and I'm sorry. Uh, my table's already broken. I got to get a new one. Najee Harris going to do it again. Now you all remember who Najee Harris is. Some of you out there are guilty, pushing them back the line in regards to this upcoming running back class, but I'm still driving the bus and selling tickets. Okay, Najee Harris is a baller. There is no doubt in my mind. He has receiving ability. You just have to get him the ball. Uh, now, granted, this was – Suspect competition, but that highlight reel right there kind of shows you why people get so excited, why he was uh, just such a highly touted prep prospect. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was five stars across the board, but it doesn't matter about stars. It doesn't matter about where he's at. I think we all know that guy is going to be a pro running back. It's just we got to get him, once again, right fit. It's not that he's gonna be some scat back, you know, get him in like uh, what what Ezekiel Elliott's doing or something. But what Derrick Henry's doing, that's that's that could be him. I still believe he could be a a poor man's Todd Gurley type. I mean, the explosion he has. But uh, Najee Harris uh, doing it again, reaffirming the beliefs of yours truly. Uh, we already brought up Gabe Davis, uh, Central Florida, just. I, I kind of nestled in wanting to watch Paulson Adebo, and yeah, the roles got reversed there. Davis had his way with him. I think Adebo's still solid, but uh, Gabe Davis in that system, how they set it up, the, the lack of time you got pre-snap, and uh, how well they all know coverage is that it's just a great system right now, what, what Heifel's doing, and um, Davis is going to be benefactor. He was all-conference last year, too, so it's it's not like he's – surprising a bunch of people and uh, another running back uh, sorry just the last chance you from memories uh, flushing through my head I saw Rakeem Boyd uh, for Arkansas just real juice now I, from whatever you can see on Netflix I swear he looked like a slow four fives guy and you know you're wondering is he gonna make it and maybe he's gonna run a four six he just does not look fast in the show at all and then He's playing Colorado State. Now, granted, Colorado State still hasn't learned to tackle in the last 10 years. But that speed, uh, Boyd flashed, I'm saying 4-4s. 
Uh, he just looked in at 216. Uh, he just looked and cut. Rakeem Boyd, he's definitely – you can tell when a, a player just worked on themselves over the offseason. Boy, Boyd has uh, put in some quality work. And then the last one, the Quez Watkins. Did not know your name, sir. Now I do. Flat out baller. Uh, and I should. Another guy, he was on the radar last year. I think he's all conference. Uh, pretty sure he had 10 touchdowns or something. Uh, he's flat out spanked Troy. Uh, the whole Southern Miss, I mean, it was just uh, uh, they let loose on them. But uh, Watkins, really, that's a that's a pro-looking receiver there, too. So uh, I close it out with the underclassman watch. I love the under-the-radar looks at some of those names there that I'm jotting down as you speak it, Joe. And you mentioned Alabama. You mentioned Najee Harris. Uh, a little bit of bad news coming out of Alabama. His teammate, LeBron Ray, the defensive tackle there, uh, out six weeks. Uh, but, you know, hey, you know Alabama, you know, he's got a foot injury out six weeks. They don't rebuild. They reload, baby. They got somebody next man up that's going to step in there. And uh, you mentioned speed. How about um, Henry Ruggs from Alabama now getting some love on all over Twitterverse? You know, if you downloaded the 2020 NFL Draft Bible Prospectus, which is available now at NFLDraftBible.com, then you would know Ruggs. Has been timed at 425, 428. He's hit 23, 24 miles per hour on the catapult. So the NFL Draft Bible Prospectus is full of all kinds of draft nuggets. Uh, myself and Joe, uh, you know, hit the film room hard and compiled this great, beautiful PDF. So, hey, we've got a, a bonus for our listening audience. If you use the promo code VIP Familia, VIP Familia, all one word, all caps. Uh, you'll get 20% off. And the all-access football package, you get all three of our draft guides, our draft recap, and our in-season uh, on-location scouting report. So if you're a draft, Nick, if you want the ultimate insider access, if you want to get the info used by all 32 NFL teams and uh, all hands on deck, that's what we do here at the NFL Draft Bible. So check us out. And we appreciate all the love and support. And, of course, we appreciate you tuning in to the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show, episode number eight here. The scouting trails continue. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, we appreciate it. If you drop us a line, we'd love to hear some feedback, a review, a subscriber. Spread the good word. That's what we do here uh, with Joe Everett, Rick Saratello. We were just joined by Von Hutchins who's uh, scouting uh, the Southeast region for the NFL PA Bowl, spent some uh, time with the Raiders front office, spent some time in the NFL, invaluable experience. Some of his comments in terms of what scouts are looking for, if you want to go back, if you're just tuning in now and want to catch the first part of our show, all of the episodes are available on archive. So with that being said, Joe, uh, we you were talking running backs just a second ago. Another uh, running back, some of our uh, uh, listening audience that are around our age will remember the name Otis Anderson. And I, you know, remember coming across our friend OJ, uh, you know, who, who, you know, I've had a chance to hang out with a few times. And he had this tweet last year that came down to wire. He's like, it's just so funny watching this Otis Anderson Jr. run for UCF. Oh, by the way, he's not related. So he just got that out of the way. But uh, another Otis Anderson, uh, you know, on the NFL radar, UCF, 
they they put a spank down on Pittsburgh last week, uh, last year, I should say. So we'll see if Pitt can keep it competitive. They did with Penn State. You know, you never know with Pittsburgh, kind of like Temple. They're they're always uh, they've got an upset or two in them each and every season. It seems like so. I'll be on location in Pittsburgh. If you plan to be in attendance, hey, drop us a line at NFL Draft Bible. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to to meet up with you and uh, come say hello. So uh, with that being said, Joe, who are some matchups or players that you're keeping an eye on here in week number four? Oh, we could break down Michigan-Wisconsin for probably a good solid hour. Um, I think Wisconsin does what they do on defense. Michigan sputters on offense. Uh, Under's not a bad look probably, but uh, Wolves are getting back John Runyon. I think so they'll figure something out there maybe on offense. Uh, I love that receiver Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, there's real skill there, uh, especially when guys are that good at kick return at that size, uh, you, you know, there's something to work with there. And then the back, um, I, I, I can get into it a little bit later, but this running back class really a chance to be a great one. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor is my RB one. I know a lot of people talking about ETN, uh, that's fine. He's a fabulous player, too. I think Jonathan Taylor is just rare. There's some unique ability to that guy. Uh, at that size, the track uh, speed he has, I mean, pretty much from day one, it's like, oh, yeah, he's the best player on our team. Okay, we should give him the ball every every single play. Um, so uh, going up against Don Brown's crew, uh, and now this kind of, I know they've got a week off, but they did just get beat up and black-eyed and bloodied by Army there. I mean, with all those cut blocks, we're going to talk about a team that needed a week off. Um, that's still going to show up, I think, against the Wisconsin team that that's all they do. So, yeah, how, how much success Jonathan Taylor has, uh, I really do believe it, and you're going to see it in this game. It doesn't matter about opponent. I mean, that kid's just going to find a way to go off. And I know I know you're a big fan. I mean, this kid is a, a yet another Wisconsin kid that they steal from Jersey somehow i don't i don't know why they I, I, they can't keep these kids in the state they got a ton of great players uh but hey that's what we do at notre dame too there's like an underground pipeline tunnel from new jersey straight to the cornfields of wisconsin where if you're running back from new jersey you just run right underground so you pop out into this wisconsin cornfield hey you know we got a badger uniform for you but uh you know, before you move on to the next game, Joe, since we're since you brought up Michigan, Wisconsin, I, I mean, I'm curious to know your take on Shea Patterson at this point because, you know, we we see the quarterback big board. There's not much movement up top with the big names, but you know, in terms of quarterbacks now jockeying for the mid to late round status, where does Shea Patterson now fall in the pecking order? Uh, to me, he's, he's day three if he makes it into day three. Uh, this is a college quarterback that's set up for him to, to move out of break pocket, and I'm not sure that I'm seeing a pro arm. Uh, really high touted, too. This is definitely uh, across the board. Another guy, five-star, pretty sure, Shea Patterson at Ole Miss. But uh, I, it's also been a bit of a round peg square hole, I think, here in Michigan. But still – with the rest of these QBs and where he stacks up, I mean, I think he's he's lucky to be day three to me. Uh, there's just too many other good options out there. 
Um, and now being a senior, I mean, even at uh, amongst other seniors, I probably give Tommy Stevens uh, a chance, but he's from Indiana. So that's probably my fault there. I probably want to work with Khalil Tate more just to see um, for fact what we've got there. Steven Montez, Joe Burrow. I mean, it's uh, right now he's, he's fallen and sinking in lo- amongst fellow seniors. I see. And then we throw the underclassmen in it. Uh, yeah. Shay, I think Shay's lucky to get drafted. Yeah, it's almost like reminiscent of Jarrett Stidham a year ago where, you know, Patterson, I mean, people were tooting like the day two horn for him. You wonder if he came out this past year, if he might have been better off. But it's just it's, it's interesting to see the drop off uh, in terms of his draft stock. As of right now, a lot can change. Uh, and the other guy that's ascended up draft boards real quick here, Joe Burrow. I mean, who's improved his draft stock more than that guy? I don't know. I mean, that is uh, right up the board, skyrocketing. Um, now, granted, what certainly has helped is a uh, great supporting cast, but it was the same group of cats last year. It's the offensive coordinator, uh, that, that cat from the Saints that is calling the show there. Uh, that That has been the biggest help, clearly. And, boy, if Joe Burrow does – sort of transition this and become the day one pick that it's looking like he could be, uh, that coordinator not only is going to give him a head coaching job, but in perpetuity, the Burrow family should be sending him Christmas cards. Like, you, you made our son. You, you, you discovered and made him and crafted and molded him. But uh, now I think Joe Burrow right now, it's, uh, he's living his best life clearly. And, boy, how, how amazing it is. I mean, this guy was warming the bench for, Dwayne Haskins, not not uh, t- two seasons ago. It's just uh, how far we've come, and it's not bad. You could be thrown to those Ohio State receivers, which I believe there's a ton of NFL players, and now uh, Bayou Bengals, that uh, Chase kid, whew, looks like a heck of a player. Um, I-, I think really Burrow, at this point, he's now uh, three on my board. I mean, he, he and Jalen Hurts are in the steel cage fighting like dogs for uh, the the rights to number two behind Herbert as uh, senior quarterback. Unbelievable. That's Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here, breaking it down on the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show, episode number eight. You are tuned in. We are locked in. Joe, who else you got on top for week number four college football action? Uh, Notre Dame, Georgia, for sure. Uh, speaking of stealing players from from Jersey, Notre Dame is one of the worst offenders. Um, Prove oh, yeah. it to me, Ian Book. You're out there. You're at Georgia. This could be the start of something big. Uh, best defense going to face all year. Um, most difficult environment. This really could be. The st- and also, I'm reading that season debut of my boy Cole Komet tight end uh, broke his collarbone this offseason I'm hoping he doesn't break anything else but trust me when he's out there kick and play so I'm hoping uh, maybe we see some flashes from my boy the the baseball pitcher Cole Komet and then uh, I think the edge rushers uh, Kareem Makwara versus that Andrew Thomas that's probably the feast of this game Um, Thomas Boy, that's that's a day one tackle right there. So Kareem Aquara, I don't know what Julian Aquara is doing. This has not been a great start of the year to him. So I think uh, he wants to really uh, play a little Frogger, uh, jump a few people. This is the game to show what you got. I think uh, Khalid Kareem, though, he's 
he's poised to have a big one. And then uh, Georgia player, I'm going to be watching. Uh, can't get enough of them bloodlines. J.R. Reed, the safety, uh, son of Jake Reed, who played in the 90s on that Vikings team with uh, Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Lost that NFC Championship yeah. game. Should have been in the Super Bowl, but uh, real good player. Uh, another guy. Well, yeah, I mean, this if that kicker doesn't miss the field goal kick, what did he miss? He, he had missed in like two years, and then he misses that one. That's uh, so that's a lost ring in my mind. Uh, 98 Vikings. Shout out if any of y'all listen. And Jake Reed, if you're listening. But more importantly, J.R. Reed. Uh, run fills, understands coverage, and that that son of the receiver, he's been breaking down defenses for a long time. So that kind of knowledge he has, second nature to him, a big reason to like J.R. Reed. And then Utah USC, man, Bradley and I is having yet another stellar season. He's got a couple of blue chippers to go against him, namely I think Austin Jackson out there. Um, Just watching Bradley and I, though, turning into quite the technician. And we know Kyle Whittingham, that's – that's all he does is produce men for the league to to, <laughs> to use for our football teams. Um, and I guess, yeah, Auburn, Texas A&M can't help it. Uh, a lot to watch there. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of taking a shine into uh, Booby Whitlow at Auburn running back. So he's got a, a lot on his plate against A&M. I love that. All name team, okay. too, man. What is it, Jarkavia, Jarkavius? I don't even know what his first name is, but he's a redshirt soft. Jatarvius Whitlow. But uh, yeah, I like his style. No doubt about it. That's Joe Everett. This is Rick Saratella breaking it down here on the NFL PA ball. And that kicker, it was Gary Anderson, by the way, who missed that field goal, yeah. I believe. A member of the, all he did, he was a member of the 80s all decade team, a member of the 90s all decade team, uh, you know, multiple all pro and pro bowler. And uh, yeah, Rob. That Vikings team was outstanding. Uh, but, yeah, Jake Reed, the forgotten man of that lethal trio. I mean, did they all go for 1,000 yards? I think they might have. Um, I want to say they Mark did. Carter. I mean, that was special yeah. season. No doubt about it. So, uh, well, you know, that about does it here um, for another episode of the – 2020 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show. Of course, the ninth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl will be held January 18th, 2020. Uh, if you want more information, if you're in the media and want to, you know, come out and cover the event, or you're a player and you want to know how come you're not on the big board, which by the way is listed on the website, doesn't mean you can't be selected for our event. Uh, doesn't mean you're not on our radar. But, hey, we want to uh, invite everybody, uh, especially the scouting community out there, all you draft nicks out there, uh, you're more than welcome to come out to the ninth annual NFLPA Collegiate Bowl in beautiful Pasadena, California. Of course, the Intercontinental Hotel down there in L.A., uh, top-notch facilities all the way. Uh, so we look forward to having you all out there. I know, Joe, you've got a schedule uh, conflict coming up the next few weeks, so we might not get a chance to spend some time with you. I'm awfully depressed about it, by the way. Um, but, you know, parting shot for the people here until the next time we hear from you. Hopefully uh, we, we get you back on sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, a month down into the college football season, here we are. 
the NFL PA Bowl just, uh, what, four months away. I hope they know that I am the Intercontinental Champion when I check in at the Intercontinental Hotel. That is all I hope. But <laughs> Jake Reed only played 11 games that year, so he had 474 yards in the 1998. But still a fabulous trio and close to it. I the My thought is just wrapping up this show, I keep adding a running back to my board. I keep adding backs and everyone wants to talk about how special this wide receiver class is about to be. And yes, it is going to be straight dope. And the quarterbacks, this is a stellar group, but do not sleep on these running backs. I, I mean, my boy, Najee Harris, not only that, this is this junior group. We talked about Taylor, talk about ETN. I think too many people are snoozing on Stephen Carr, uh, that that kid is a blazer. And then you got Swift. I think Cam Akers has been dogged just on being a bad team. Coaching staff changes. That guy is a, just imagine he used to be an option quarterback. Now he's like 233, uh, a bowling ball with eyes. Uh, I'm still a fan of Dobbins at uh, Ohio state. You still got the seniors and then the retro. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a very quality group of backs coming out that a lot of people right now, I think guilty, guilty of sleeping on. Cause we didn't even talk about the other red shirt sophomore, um, uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma state just blew up the Canadian sensation. Uh, and then my booby Whitlow. I mean, there's uh, this, this class is looking pretty gnarly. Uh, I think definitely a, a step up from, from last year, I don't know that there's some Saquon Barkley in it, but there's a lot of dudes uh, going to be available. And once again, man, you want work in the NFL as a as a running back? Well, you better be special coming out. It's uh, it's an uphill climb because man, this class is just crowded. Um, as, as we get closer and closer, I find myself every week adding two more names to the bunch, going like, man, how all these boys don't get drafted? No, it's. Uh... It's incredible, the running back class for the upcoming draft. Ed Khalil Herbert Herbert to that list. And, you know, it's just going to make some of these FCS running backs even harder to get noticed. The Illinois State, the Duquesne running backs, it is a deep, heavy, locked, and loaded running back class. And we cover all the positions here at the NFL PA Football Big Board Show. Each and every week, we'll be back. Counting you down, leading up to the 2020 NFL PA Bowl in Pasadena at the historic Rose Bowl, January 18th, 2020. Well, you don't have to wait that long to hear from us again. Just tune in next week. We appreciate all the love and support. The subscribers get all of our show alerts. And make sure you follow the NFL PA Bowl Chronicles at NFL PA Bowl. And, of course, uh, the website, collegiate.nflpa.com. Till the next time, everybody. Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show is part of the All Access Football Network. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe.